A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. If we want to know how bad bugs are going to be in 2023, we have to look at what happened this year. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Krista Hamilton is an entomologist with the Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection. She leads pest surveys that help predict pest pressure for the following year. She breaks down what she found, but first she explains why this year's insect numbers matter for the next growing season. For some of our perennial crop pests that overwinter here in Wisconsin, uh, one season's high pest pressure can sort of set the stage for future problems. Um, and that's why we conduct field-based surveys that can sort of help us to forecast potential insect pressure from one season to the next. Uh, so a good example is our annual corn rootworm survey. High beetle populations in cornfields in August, um, when we're out conducting this survey, are an indicator that a lot of rootworm eggs are being laid in the soil. And depending on circumstances, that may result in issues with larvae feeding on the corn roots the following summer, once all of those eggs begin hatching. Um, You know, there's lots of variables that are at play, and insects don't always follow these kind of predictable patterns, but our surveys are a tool that can help provide a general forecast. Can you tell me more about the regions that you visit and how you go about collecting the information? Sure. Well, we, um, we cover, I guess, the primarily the southern two-thirds of the state. Um, There's a little bit of area in northern Wisconsin we just don't get to because there's not a lot of crop acreage there. Um, We're headquartered in Madison, and we have a team of, uh, again, field staff that go out, um, and we, you know, our surveys are are targeting um, a wide range of different pests that affect the major crops grown in Wisconsin. So things like corn rootworm beetle and European corn borer, soybean aphid and black cutworm, um, and the list goes on and on. But we, um, you know, it really depends on um, the time of year. So we, in, in spring, we're out looking for some of the early pests that migrate into the state, like black cutworm. Um, by midsummer, we start looking for corn rootworm beetles. Uh, and then our last survey of the year is our fall European corn borer survey. Um, and we're looking for the full-grown corn borer larvae that overwinter in corn stalks, because that can sort of uh, be an indicator of of what we might see out of the first generation of corn borers the following spring. Krista, let's go into the results of the survey, what you may be predicting in terms of pest population for the 2023 growing season. We already talked a little bit about the corn rootworm. Any predictions on the severity of that pest next year? Corn rootworm is our number one corn insect pest in Wisconsin and really throughout the Midwest. Uh, we have been, well, we've been fortunate. Um, we've experienced about a 10-year stretch from 2010 to 2019 of historically low rootworm populations. Uh, But for about the last three years, levels have started building. Um, Our beetle survey this past August found the highest state average population in more than a decade, um, since about 2008. Uh, And I just want to quickly point out the threshold that we uh, we want to remember for corn rootworm is about 0.75 beetle per plant, and that's about seven to eight beetles on 10 plants. A count at or above this threshold signals a high population. So in 2022, our state average count was 0.9 beetle per plant, and roughly one-third of our 229 survey sites had counts above this threshold, so, so high average counts. Um, most of the high population sites were in southwestern, south-central, southeastern Wisconsin, 
Um, and in those areas, we typically see heavier corn rootworm pressure. Uh, but the biggest surprise, I think, this season was in the east central area from Fond du Lac County north to Brown, Kiwani, and Door counties, uh, where that district average count was well above threshold at 1.1 beetles per plant. Um, although we did see areas of high corn rootworm activity in 2022, um, it's important to point out that pressure was not even across the state. Levels were much lower in northern Wisconsin. Beetle counts there were well below threshold in all three northern districts. So corn producers in the northern part of the state just aren't experiencing the same high pressure as growers in the south. And then uh, let's jump into the bean cutworm now, because that's kind of the second big pest that you had been watching, correct? Yeah, that's another one that we track through a statewide um, insect trapping program. And we, we also saw very high levels um, of, of moths. I mean, this, there's one annual flight each year, and we track that with pheromone traps. Um, and the numbers that we saw this year were uh, the highest in our 18 years of, we've done this every year since 2005, and the, the number of moths we caught this year was the highest in 18 years. So um, we're looking at, you know, um, the western bean cutworm is a relatively new pest since about the early 2000s. Um, that's that's been an issue for corn in primarily in the central part of the state. So we watch this sort of annual count to see how things fluctuate. And, you know, we had a high high count year in 2022. So depending on how well uh, they overwinter, we could potentially see uh, higher you know, higher levels of western bean cutworm next year. But again, there's always just so many variables at play. It's hard to hard to predict with certainty from one year to the next. And that's another one where it's primarily um, concentrated to south central Wisconsin or the southern part of central Wisconsin. Yeah, exactly. Um, we starting from about Columbia County northward into the central. Sands region is where we, year after year, we see the highest western bean cutworm pressure. Um, it favors sandy soils, so there are other areas around the state where we, we can find infestations, but um, again, it's, it's year after year, we, we typically find the most problems in that central sands area. Does winter weather impact pest populations going into the spring? And the reason I'm asking is that, you know, <laughs> should farmers be rooting for, for more moisture or more freezing temperatures to kind of mitigate those pests from overwintering? Winter weather definitely has an impact, um, but I guess I like to point out usually not as much as we might think. Um, insects are resilient and they have a lot of, um, a variety of winter survival strategies. Uh, all of them have a lower lethal temperature threshold, so we know um, th- there's some point at which it just gets too cold and they die, but they have uh, adaptations to avoid freezing. Um, <clears throat> with some of our insects that overwinter in Wisconsin, they find protected places to spend the winter, whether that's you know under leaf litter uh, or in the soil or even indoors. Um, some insects can even produce antifreeze compounds in their bodies to survive cold temperatures. Um, for corn rootworm, um, we know that the lower limit for eggs is about negative 17 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, but keep in mind that the eggs might be, you know, three to six inches deep in the soil where they're insulated from cold temperatures. Um, and if we have heavy snow cover, then that adds another layer of protection. So I guess I would say that a, a extremely cold winter could have a negative impact on corn rootworm eggs and on other insects. But uh, lots of times that survival is increased um, for eggs, at least if they're deeper in the soil or if the field has snow cover and crop residue. So 
it really kind of um, takes some pretty extreme weather to, to make a dent in these insect populations. Krista, with input costs as high as they are and with a market as volatile as it is as we go into the new year, how do you recommend farmers stay ahead of pest pressure to help save their bottom line? Farmers can know um, what to expect by following our pest survey reports in uh, our new Field Notes newsletter. So the publishing season for Field Notes begins in early May and it continues weekly until September uh, and during the off-season now, um, we, we also provide year-end summaries and updates or alerts, uh, but just on an as-needed basis. So I would recommend following our Field Notes newsletter. And is there a way for farmers to maybe get more interactive with the research going on with the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection? Is there a way for them to volunteer or offer their fields up for surveying? Our survey program um, relies heavily on help from volunteer cooperators. Um, So some of our cooperators are farmers, um, crop advisors, extension specialists, um, other individuals who monitor traps and then send those reports to us each week. Uh, And we're always in need of more cooperators. So listeners can get involved by emailing the DATCAP Pest Hotline um, if you have an interest. And that uh, email address is Hotline, all one word, all lowercase, D-A-T-C-P, Hotline at wi.gov. Or they can just call our hotline and leave a message expressing interest. Um, And the hotline number is 866-440-7523. The research that you're doing isn't just for pests that are in Wisconsin, but also those pests that may be just entering the state or are in the state surrounding us. Can you give us an update on some of those pests? For example, the corn borer, which has low counts in Wisconsin, the earworm, and then also the gall midge, which has not yet come to the state. The one to watch is the soybean gall midge. Um, This is a newly identified soybean pest that causes some pretty serious direct damage and yield loss. Uh, In just the last five years, it's been confirmed in 155 counties um, in Iowa, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, and South Dakota. Um, So the the adult gall midge is a tiny fly, and I like to tell people that it resembles a mosquito. Um, It's it's somewhat related, um, but if you picture a mosquito, it's roughly that size. Uh, it lays its eggs in soybean stems, and then the larvae or maggots uh, feed internally in those stems, and they can cause discoloration and, and stem breakage. Um, so yield loss associated with this newish pest can be uh, up to 100% along field edges, uh, and then about 20% further into the field, about 200 to 400 feet. So um, it's a pretty serious pest. So far, the hardest hit area has been in eastern Nebraska, um, and the closest documented infestations to us are in central Minnesota. So it's not here yet, but it's, it's one that we're looking for, and it's just a few counties west of the Mississippi River. So it seems uh, probable that it will reach Wisconsin fairly soon. Again, you can find this year's pest survey and sign up for the Field Notes newsletter online. Just visit the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection's website at datcap.wi.gov. Krista Hamilton leads those pest surveys. She's the department's entomologist. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.